Welcome to The Cold Truth, CryoCure's podcast where we speak with industry leaders to dispel myth from truth and help the world better understand the ever-changing cannabis landscape. And now, here is your host, CryoCure co-founder and CEO, Tracy McAfee. Hello, everyone. I'm Tracy McAfee, CEO and co-founder of CryoCure, and your host for today of this episode of The Cold Truth. We've been on a bit of a hiatus this summer as Greg and I have been traveling all across the country, visiting incredible facilities, installing our machines and our technology, and wanted to say thank you to all those great clients and people we met along the way, sharing your facilities, stories, triumphs, and failures with us, and we learned so much. Thank you for that. But without delay, I really wanted to introduce our next guest. Her name is Heidi Teutsch. You know, I've met Heidi a little bit in a unique way. Um, she called us as a potential client um, for our cryocure machinery. And after about 30 minutes of talking to Heidi, I just said, listen, I, I just had such synergy with her and such a like. I said, you know, not to be cheesy, Heidi, but would you mind, uh, could we be friends? And, you know, it's not like we're in kindergarten anymore where that's normal, but I just went for it. And thank goodness she said yes. And once I got to know Heidi a little more and her dynamic um, uh, participation in this industry, I just knew I wanted to share her story with you as well. Her messaging and what she's doing for the industry is incredible. And she has some really unique experience as well. And with that introduction, I want you to meet Heidi Teutsch and uh, say hello to everybody, Heidi. Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you such a beautiful introduction. I, I share the same sentiment. Thank you. It wasn't it weird how fast we became friends. I mean, it was just like you had such great things to say and your messaging of what you're trying to do in, within the industry was great. But then as I got to learn a little bit more about you, it was like, wow, you kind of make me feel like I'm sitting still a little bit. <laughs> You've been so busy and the things you've done have been so credible and powerful. And um, one of the big things that I was so fascinated with when you shared with me was that you used to be head of compliance for the Massachusetts cannabis industry. And uh, before we jump into all of that, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Oh, thank you, Tracy. Um, I have started out in law enforcement. I got my degree in sociology with a concentration in anthropology. I um, got a master's degree. Degree uh, in criminal justice. I'm now in law school in my third year. Um, I also have a background in mental health. I worked five years on a, a unit um, for children, a unit for adolescents, and a unit for adults in the greater Boston area. I worked um, directly with patients as a milieu therapist, which is like a liaison between the patients, the parents, the family, the uh, schools, um, maybe their work situation. And, uh, you know, what, that was, that was a very, very powerful experience to see people, um, really be able to graduate to their best selves. When I learned about marijuana and the perspectives in the, um, on how people see marijuana in mental health, like I, I'm really anxious and eager to get research started because I feel that um, some of the medications that are out there right now have a lot of side effects that I'm hopeful will find uh, medically researched wise that marijuana actually is a great option. So I'm really 
encouraging and hopeful um, or encouraged and hopeful that with uh, the federalization and we're able to really get uh, people uh, to research all this wonderful um, benefits, all these wonderful benefits that marijuana has, um, I think that it's going to help the greater population um, overall. And so I'm very excited to be a part of not only a grouping of people that are so inspired by this new industry to work together to build it, also just the, the genuine benefits um, of this plant and how it can help people. I think that when you really get people who are in, in that vision of this industry, it's so exciting to be a part of that passion. Um, one of the things I found very easy to befriend you with was that you are very authentic. And I feel that that also enables me to be very direct um, in my, my actual feelings and thoughts. And I think that's why, because we were just very, um, very open, um, it was just so easy to connect. And I found that with you professionally too, because you explained every aspect of your equipment. You were answering every question I could think of. Um, you didn't make me feel silly if I had to ask over and over again because you understand the science behind everything you're doing. And um, you weren't overly aggressive uh, in trying to sell your product. Do you truly believe in it? So you know Aww. that it's going to sell itself. It's kind of like marijuana. Marijuana sells itself, but some people are really good at selling it, you know, <laughs> so it, it really <laughs> amplifies it. So in the same way, um, thank you for that, that introduction of it. But I also wanted to touch base on just the, the, that personal touch that you're able to put into uh, your products was something that that was very interesting to me. And likewise, when going into the background on how you put together your products, you build them, you manufacture them, like they're, they're in these high-end facilities and you're taking care of all the details and you stand by your product. And I had the very strong feeling that if for some reason something went wrong with your product, that I would be able to come back and um, you'd be able to fix it. You know, oh, you want it, you want yes. the name to really progress. Um, and I love working with people like that in this industry, because there are a lot of people that just want to make a lot of money, which you certainly can do. Um, and there are towns and, and, you know, groups that are benefiting from that. Um, but there are also people that really, really dedicate their time um, to this industry and their heart to this industry. And that's what I think really motivates moving it forward in the right directions. Well, I think you're especially inspiring in the sense that you came from the law enforcement end and the compliance end and saw the power of the plant so much now that you're wanting to help people um, get on the right side of the plant and understand it better and get rid of those stereotypes. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, more and more that people like us do that and lower the stigma, I think that's really great for everybody. And I think that also too, I was so fascinated with your compliance aspect that you did it for the whole state of Massachusetts. And you went to all of the grows and checked them out and made sure they were compliant to the standards of the state. Was that a lot of pressure for you? And you know, what kinds of things did you see that were good and bad when you were visiting these facilities? Sure. Just to give a little background on that, I was hired as the first investigator for the state for compliance and investigation. And then um, I did get promoted to interim director of the, the entire compliance and investigation portion of the medical marijuana program. Um, so it wasn't the entire program. It was that one division. Gotcha. Um, and within that, I would say that, um, you know, there are so many companies that are doing it right and so many companies that are struggling to do it right. Um, there are definitely things that I've, I've 
seen um, in the industry, like uh, staffing, I think is a huge, you know, turnover is huge in this industry. Um, it was always very, very hard to get inside of a, an organization and get complaints when the workers were happy. It's when the workers aren't happy and people are getting fired when they're up for promotions or, you know, one person comes in and changes the culture. Then there's all these disgruntled employees and they would be calling me and telling me, you know, all of these little nuances that might be going on. You know, maybe they're baseless allegations, but the point is, is that disgruntled employees can can put a lot of spotlight on companies. And um, turnover, I think, is just incredibly difficult in this industry. It's it's hard for companies too because they're they're relying on people to keep them moving. So when I work with one particular company that I've worked a lot with over the years was uh, the Veridity Group with um, Brett Clancy is the president co-founder of it. And what I find is a lot different for staffing um, that he manages is that he really puts together sort of the culture. Um, he understands the personalities. He understands the industry. And I, when I find a recruiter like that, that understands when you have people that are um, on the retail side, like they have to be super personable and really understand the plant. When you have somebody in the inventory side, they have to be meticulous and maybe they don't like people, you know, but they want to be meticulous. So you can have all these different aspects of personality. He's really good about putting people together in that aspect. And um, I think that that's, it's also incredibly costly to companies um, to have to badge everybody, train everybody, you know, get them in specialty programs. You know, they, they invest a lot into their workers, so they don't want to lose their workers either. Um, I think that that was one very difficult, um, thing that companies still deal with today. And, um, yes, I've had the good fortune of being able to go into pretty much well, until I ended my time with the CCC, but every single grow, we were we were always having to go and look at every aspect of it. Um, every single retail spot, we were looking at every aspect of it with a very critical eye. I'm very proud of the um, people that I worked with at the CCC. Um, I feel like they they also believe in this industry and they really want to build it to its best. Um, I know that with the Department of Public Health when we first started it. Uh, that was definitely the mantra with medical. We really wanted to, to give a service to medical patients that really needed it. Um, so I'm really happy to see that that's moving forward as well. That's incredible. Did you, uh, what did you see was the part of the culture? What did you see were the key ingredients of those happy employees at the facilities you visited? What did you see that those owners were doing right or those managers? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that I see really good managers do is that this is, this is an incredibly difficult field. You know, this is an industry that has a tremendous amount of pressure because of the amount of um, money that certainly can be made in it, but also it's federally illegal. You have people that um, maybe they were growing underground for 30 years and are incredibly skilled, but now they're going for a job and they're afraid to say, I illegally grew for 30 years, but I grew legally for one year. So they, they sound like they're not a good grower because they only had one year experience, but they fear the 30 years of solid experience that That's they can't really claim. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once, once we really loosen those federal laws, people, people that are really, really skilled will be able to claim their skills. That's great. Um, That's good to know. Um, what uh, do facilities did you see need, what do they need to do better? Did you see something consistently that, wow, I wish, because everybody does it different from everywhere I've been, not one facility does it, any part of the whole process the same way from growing it to processing it. 
uh, what did you see? What that was really working I, wasn't working. What I yeah, what I what I see in um, it's when when top management really understands what the low level employees are doing and have a good eye on it. So, um, you know, I, I think something like, uh, you know, understanding the plant's needs for cleanliness, um, for really understanding that you don't want to, you know, these plants are living. Um, and even after you're, you've harvested the product, the plant is still continuously evolving. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't maintain that stasis unless unless it's in under cryocure. It doesn't maintain that stasis, so it continuously um, matures. And I think that when people really understand that with the plants, they they build their facilities not to um, strain the plants, but to bring the best out of them. Um, I find that you know some facilities um, have taxed their plants, their good genetics, so much that the genetics are not putting out as much that they should or that they did before. And so unfortunately the growers then feel the responsibility to make up for that. Um, but when your genetics start leaning out or you get yellowhead or there's some type of vulnerability, you really can't build those genetics back up. You like, you have to take the time to do so. You can't just keep putting the same pressure on the workers and the plants and, and just get more out of it. And I think that that's something that's so tempting in this industry to do. Like if you just put a little more pressure However, sometimes I've seen companies take the pressure off a little bit, make their employees a little happier, calm things down a little more. And all of a sudden the vibe rises and people are able to, um, uh, you know, uh, hand dip chocolates for their, um, their truffles, you know, and they're making all these beautiful, beautiful um, time consuming elements of this industry. And that's what I think ultimately will um make a company rise or fall? Is there care and, because um, at some point, everybody's gonna be able to push out marijuana and then there'll be a lot, um, there'll be an influx of marijuana in the state. So what they're gonna have to do is have, who's got the best flower, who can transport it the best, who um, has the best tasting edibles, you know, who can transport those best tasting edibles the best, you know, right. transportation is really gonna be key. Um, and I, I think that that's really what I see is that when people are slowing it down a little bit more, um, it actually yeah. gives them a, a longer, um, healthier plant base that they're able to get more out of. Ultimately, if you sprint to the end, that's where it's a problem. And don't you think being that we are growing living things at these facilities, the plants pick up on the energy of the corporate culture. I tend to kind of notice that, you know, I think that they can sense the the turmoil or the tension of the people tending to them. Um, I think they're, you know, that might, that's, that's my theory, but I just, I think it's just part of the happy culture, happy plants, you know, and uh, happy people pay attention better, more dependable, more part of the team, you know? So I think a, a great culture at any facility is so important. Um, you know, when Greg and I would visit facilities, we could always tell when the inspector was coming in. <laughs> because they were running around like chickens with their heads cut off and we're like do you have an inspector coming in Massachusetts did you announce when you were coming or were they surprise visits we would do both we would do unannounced and announced visits um, <laughs> I could only imagine what were people like during the surprise visits I mean was it total panic when you walked in that door were people pretty pre pretty prepared knowing you could come at any time I I, I like the idea of saying that um 
that people were always ready, but that wasn't true. <laughs> and I, I think, um, I think in their defense though, too, there's so much that happens in this industry. Like you might have, I, I don't know, a change in an interpretation and a regulation on packaging. And all of a sudden one company that was dependent on that one interpretation now has to scramble to change all of that. When you walk into a scenario like that, when, I don't know, the grinder stopped working, you know, you can't get rid of all the, the waste that you have in your plant. And then all of a sudden an inspector comes up. It's like the anxiety is already so high. You have a minor problem that's going on in the back that you don't have the, the wherewithal to just completely focus on what the inspector is saying. Like, I think that that's part of it for sure. You know, we weren't going in with white gloves, but we did have to see everything that was going on. Like we weren't looking to shut people down. We were looking to make sure people were doing it right. And um, in their defense too, there are so many ways to grow marijuana. There's no one way, no one facility. No, there's so many techniques. And like you said, some people truly believe in that vibe. I like to think that the plants, you know, pick up on the energy around you and, and you know, happy employees. Yeah, that's a happy environment, happy plants. Um, well, you know, uh, you've got such a diverse background and I would imagine you would be like the goddess of SOP and compliance at anybody's facility. You know, I could only imagine if I had one, I would want you right beside me. You offer what you do to other uh, people, right? If they're getting started or need some advice, you offer that uh, for people, correct? So if we put up your contact information, can people get a hold of you for that? No, oh, sure. I, I'd be happy to do that. Um, I, I, I certainly know a lot in this industry, and I'm, I'm proud to say that I've had a lot of um, very un, um, unique experiences that have given me a particular insight. Um, but I don't know all the answers, and I don't have all the information all the time. Likely, though, I know who does, <laughs> and that's right. been the real benefit. It's, um, you know, I if a company does, you know, if they're, oh, I really need a GM, and I want them to be like this, I'm like, I've got somebody for you. We might have to take them from another company, but I've got the perfect person, you well, know? So it's, know. there yeah. are things like that. Or, um, you know, I, I really try to, I'm a, I'm a forever student. I've learned so much from every grower I've ever talked to. Good habits, bad habits, every retail manager, good habits, bad habits, that um, some of those bad habits work in the right ways under the right circumstances. So, you know, it's, it's really just understanding the, the looseness of this industry, understanding that today what's right isn't necessarily what's going to be right tomorrow. And so you have to always be open-minded with that. Um, so yeah, if I don't have the answer, I likely know who does. Um, and I'm always willing to learn more about this industry and, and help other people challenge it to really drive it to the right spot, you know, where it can be super functional and accessible to everybody without the stigma. People can make plenty of money, have a great job and career where they can really nestle in and work for 30 years again. You know, people want that. They want a company they can really work forever for and be promoted in and, and go to company picnics. And I think that that's what a lot of people are trying to bring it back to. I'd I like to be so a part too. of that. I think so too. I like being a part of that as well. Um, so, you know, not like you're busy enough. You're in law school. Holy cow. Now you're in law school. You're third year, right? Yeah, I'm going in my third year. Yeah. Your third year. So what are you going to do with that degree? What's your plans for that? And why did you pursue a law degree? Um, you know, I think uh, the more information you have, the more uh, capable you can become. I found that there were gaps in my knowledge. I was very impressed by a lot of the marijuana attorneys that I had met. Um, and I realized that, wow, like 
um, it's within my uh, capability, it's within my actions that I can actually accomplish this. Um, I'm going to do the best I can to get through it. It's incredibly difficult. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so far I'm still there. And uh, I think that any knowledge that you could have uh, can benefit you in this industry. That's, you don't have to have a lot of degrees to do well in this industry. I've seen some phenomenal people with barely high school educations be the most professional people that deserve to be in this industry, you know? So right. it, I don't want it to just lean on my degrees as well. Um, Cause I do have so much respect for people in this. I, I know a grower in particular that, that barely has much education at all. And he's one of the smartest people I know, you know, so education does count for a lot, but some people educate themselves, you know? So yeah, common sense doesn't hurt either in this industry and good, uh, good intuition. You know, as we were talking earlier, there's a lot of turkeys and peacock suits in this industry, unfortunately. And uh, lately, like the buzzwords are, you know, you haven't been really initiated into the cannabis industry until you've been screwed and lost a lot of money. And I really like helping people avoid that. You know, I used to do that with invention hunting and help inventors before they got in their own way. Oh, good. I have inventions I want to talk to you about. Oh, good. Well, I could talk <laughs> about inventions all day long. I am the, love inventions and uh, I love helping people get those to market. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just giving advice to people and helping them along the way and keeping people innovative and safe. You know, I don't like people that take advantage of people. And I especially don't like it when you take advantage of me. Uh, I, at each time someone comes along, I get smarter. I can spot the red flags easier, but it still kind of sucks when you run into those people. I hate it, you know? And so I like helping others try to avoid those caveats. I love mentoring people and you know, teaching them what I've learned. And then I've been mentored. I've been so blessed and uh, fortunate to be mentored by people like Ed Rosenthal and Danny Danko. And um, uh, my, uh, let's see, Ryan Douglas, I'm reading his book now about starting cultivation facilities. Cause like you, I want to learn as much as I can about everything I can in this industry and help others understand it as well, because it just makes you that much more professional and knowledgeable. And uh, especially is like, I think why I befriended you so fast to find other women in this industry. You know, I'm, I'm the worst small talk person. I really am. And I confess that to you, but you to start talking cannabis with me, I, I, I just come out of my element. I'm, I'm in my glory then, right? And I could talk all day long with animation, but talking about the weather or chit chat, I just, I'm not good at, but cannabis is great. And I'm so glad that we can do that together. And I want to do it as with as many people as I can. Um, being that this is the cold truth podcast, and it's about dispelling myths within our industry. Do you have a myth that you would like to dispel for the audience that if you could put your truth out there about something that you know, what would that be? Um, I would say that there's plenty of money for this in this industry for everybody. And it's really just about understanding the pieces. I feel like sometimes people get very excited when they see the numbers on the table and then they start to scramble and they start to grab all the marbles for themselves. But if you slow it down, there's actually plenty of wins. There's win-win-wins for everybody. And I love doing that. And I think to also speak uh, about the myth is that um, one of the things I do is I help people sort out if a project is sound or not, like if they wanna invest in it. And so I think that that's part of the myth is just taking 
that pretty shiny wrapper off, really looking at it for what it is, and then you can really value this industry for what it has to offer. Um, that's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, I just read in Ryan's book, it's like, it's the agricultural industry. That's what you're really going into. And you just happen to be growing a weed, you know, and, but it still needs to be taken as a business, very serious. And, uh, but there, you know, I, there's a lot of different points that I'm seeing now within the industry. You don't have to just be a cultivator of the whole plant anymore. I'm watching nurseries start up seed banks. There's so many ancillary awesome businesses to get into um, that that's why I get it really excited for people because yeah, some opportunities are getting a little full. You know, if you were just starting a conventional cannabis brand, depending where you're at, I might be a little worried for you because a little late for that in some states, but then there's a lot of opportunity in newly signed states as well. But I do like the ancillary businesses part of it and it's, um, it's a, in great need too. So I'm glad you're in the industry with us and I'm looking forward to hearing about your next projects and um, wanted to uh, see if, you, uh, I don't know, are you going to the Harvest Cup in Massachusetts in November? Oh, I should certainly planning on it. Yeah. Even better. I'd love for you to, we're going to be exhibiting at the Harvest Cup in November. Oh, fantastic. Um, we haven't been there. Gosh, that's the first place we debuted CryoCure just to see what people thought about it. And now I think this is like four years later, we're going back as an exhibitor to meet our new friends and our old friends and see some of our customers who have used CryoCure throughout Massachusetts. And so we're really excited to see everybody. And um, we're gonna be sharing a space with Mary Palmer, our friends, Lynn and Steny, and hopefully Ed Rosenthal will be on the booth next to us. So we'll probably be in the funnest part of the show. So if you're coming, make sure you say hi. And uh, wanna tell our viewers too, please see us at the Harvest Cup. We're gonna have some treats there for everybody to enjoy. We're debuting some new cryo-cured edibles that uh, people are gonna surely wanna try non-medicated. Um, but look forward to seeing everybody there in November. And Heidi, I wanted to say thank you for joining us. I just, you know, I just think you're a great person to talk with and an inspiration to other ladies out there in the industry. And I uh, hope to talk with you again and see you sooner than later. Oh, thanks. Thank you for everything. And I, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. You have been listening to The Cold Truth, where we explore and break the myths that surround the cannabis plant and ever-changing industry. A special thank you to our guests for their expertise. Have myths you're able to dispel? Join us as a guest, or let us know what topics you would like to learn more about by contacting us at info at cryocure.com. Thank you for listening, and see you on our next episode.